Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Delighted today to be joined by Joe Dodds, who's the founder and owner of Counterpoint Matters. Hi, Joe. Hi, Simon. Great to be here. Thanks for asking me to join you. No, you're more than welcome. So today we're going to be talking about engagement and productivity. And Joe's been doing some reflection on things that she sees as important in these areas over based over current times and looking towards the future. But before we jump into any detail, Joe, it'd be good for you to tell us about who you are and what you do and where you've come from. Yeah, lovely. So I've got a quite eclectic background and quite an eclectic business now. So um, my original background was retail HR. I worked for um, people like B&Q and Staples and Safeway back in the day. And uh, then 15 years ago, I started my own business and I've done various things. I had a publishing business. I uh, taught people how to set up WordPress websites. I taught social media strategy when that first came out. And then in 2012, I started also working with the Engage for Success movement and focusing some of my work, my corporate work, particularly on employee engagement, knowing that social media and digital tools within organizations uh, for engaging and collaborating and communicating was sort of uh, the next big thing, if you like. And uh, so now I do employee engagement stuff uh, with organizations. I work within Engage for Success as a volunteer, and I'm also co-strategy director and, and just to say, that's the national movement around employee engagement, spreading the word and shining a light on good practice. And I also work with my other business, Power to Live More, with home-based coaches and consultants on being successful and getting to live more. And that's about getting to do more of what you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do. And my interest is around that in terms of personal productivity and well-being as well. And then I do various other things that I won't even go into. <laughs> so I've got quite a busy uh, business life, but one that's quite difficult to explain at times. So hopefully enough uh, information and background and interest to uh, to have a, an interesting conversation about engagement and productivity. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so you're busy. I, I like the uh, helping people to use WordPress. I've got to know the back end of our WordPress site well, and it's not the easiest thing in the world to get your head around, I have to say. Yeah, and it's way easier now than it used to be. I, I, I When I started, we didn't have all the nice front end sort of management process of it um, which makes some of the stuff quite easy it used to be quite technical so uh, it, that was quite interesting and, and a bit of a learning curve but uh, yeah it's still it's still it's still a good platform to use I'd say. <laughs> I know no, I totally agree and the, the flexibility is amazing and, mm. and the visuals that you can get out the other end but uh, yeah it's been an, a good learning journey I've, I've enjoyed it it's frustrated me <laughs> I've found I found that the simple things to do are difficult to do and the difficult things to do are simple to, to do. That's my appraisal of using uh, of WordPress. So um, I know more than I did anyway, which is cool. So you've been doing some reflection in preparation for catching up today around employee engagement and productivity. Mm-hmm. And the, the first the first thing that you kind of flagged was about treating people as individuals. Yes. So be- before we look at maybe how things change in the future, and how we look after ourselves and others. It'd be interesting just to for you to explain why that was your kind of primary start point. Firstly, when I work with people around employee engagement, one of the what we call the four enablers within Engage for Success is uh, engaging managers, having managers who engage their people. And one of the parts of that is about treating people as individuals. And we've talked for many years uh, about bringing your whole self to work and people being sort of accepted for who they are. And and clearly, there's a a massive discussion, you know, even in recent weeks around, you know, inclusion, diversity, and so on. And it's something that we've talked about all the time, but it's not, I don't think, completely landed in organisations as much as it has in recent 
recent weeks because you know we're we're seeing into people's homes aren't we we're having calls and we're actually looking at people's offices or their dining rooms or their kitchens or whatever um and we're so we're getting to know people much better than we have done in the past but also in this environment that we've been in people are in so many different situations you know i'm in a i would say a privileged position i've got a you know a, a reasonably big house a garden there's only three of us that live here fine but some people are living in you know high-rise flats with no gardens they've got four children under six they're homeschooling you know there's so many pressures that we're all under uh, and so it's just so important even more than ever to really treat people as individuals and, and know that you know you might have a team of people and half of them are sort of you know bumbling along reasonably okay with the situation and half of them or just one of them might have just the most horrendous situation that they're trying to deal with as well as you know getting on with the work and 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 trying to you know be a productive member of your team yeah so some interesting points there joe and just to circle back on a a couple we've done a series of podcasts now and it has been a consistent theme where people have talked about this wearing a mask at work for a long time and then realizing that they were trying to be someone they weren't almost behaving in a way that they assumed people wanted them to behave or they thought their line manager or line manager's line manager wanted them to be so that's really interesting because it's not the first time somebody's mentioned this. And as I say, it is something that we've we've been talking about. You know, that bring your whole self to work is sort of a, a mantra that has been talked about. You know, on conference stages and you know in in organisations and so on. And and I think we didn't always really understand what that meant or know what to do about it. And you know, the situation we're in is just we've had to just get our heads around it because. It's, it's in people's faces now, if you like, which has been, I think, really interesting. But, you know, when we're talking to people about coming back to work or about their what they are doing, even if they're still working from home and all that sort of stuff, we just need to be aware that what works for us and what's good for us isn't necessarily the same for everybody. So, you know, my husband's working from home and has been for the last uh, three months. I think it's great for him. I think it's giving him so much more flexibility and 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 it's great for his well-being, I think, he'll tell you he hates every minute of it. <laughs> and so I'm reflecting my, you know, I love working from home um, and I've done it for 15 years and I'm looking at him thinking he looks, you know, more relaxed and he's got more flexibility and I'm saying that's a good thing. In his head, that doesn't feel like a good thing. So even just in that, that little micro example, maybe it isn't the right thing for him because he needs to go out and talk to people and he's not very good at just sort of having conversations online like I would do that's not his thing so he really misses that community sort of feel of just being in the office with other people even if he wouldn't necessarily consider them to be you know friends or or whatever so we just need to keep remembering that again we 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 put our own sort of filter on how things are and make the assumption that how we see things is how other people see them and, and it of course isn't looking to the lens of somebody else's house is always interesting as yes. well so we, we're finding out more about people we maybe work with for years when we look at their bookcase which is organized alphabetically mm-hmm. or by size or by color or by a random yeah. series of events so you, you can again you can you can tell a lot and it, it's interesting I think people have found out more about people they've worked with look in some of those zoom meetings it brings up a load of questions that you'd never have kind of had that conversation yeah. so I think there's lot, lots of finding out more about non-work related things, which has been a benefit yeah. from all of this stuff. Mm. And it, yeah, it's always intrigues me of when you do a video call where people position themselves. 
you know, what, what's behind? Do they think about it? Don't they think about it? There's all those horrendous ones online where all sorts of things have happened behind people that they've, they've not known about. Exactly. Kids barging exactly. in. I had a funny um, scenario with my mother-in-law who lives next door. So we've been shielding with her basically. And um, she, she had her first zoom call sort of two or three weeks into to lockdown with her book club. And uh, she came to me the next day and she was like, she said, yeah, I'm a bit worried about security because obviously she'd seen all the, the news about zoom and so on. I was like, I don't think you need to worry about your book club in Folkestone. It'll be fine. <laughs> But then she was like, you yeah. know, when they were telling me I need, I had the lamp growing out of my head and I needed to try and work out how I could do it so I didn't get a double chin. And it's like, I know, you know, welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the best one I've seen recently was you can, a business that's booming is where you can rent a llama to randomly appear in your Zoom meeting for up to 10 minutes. And apparently they're inundated with requests, which is just blows my oh, mind. Really? I've got to go and find that one. I think. Yeah, the other, right. the other thing to just bear in mind as well, when we're talking about people being individuals, is is the whole fight, flight, freeze sort of response to this stuff as well. When we're thinking about how we mm-hmm. respond, talk about they talk about fight or flight. You know, you either get angry or you run away, sort of thing. People rarely talk about the freeze element of that sort of whole thing that's going on in your brain that you can't control. And I think that that is where we misunderstand people as well. That if people aren't being sort of vocal about something or they're they're not as I say, sort of running away from it. The other option is that they're just stuck and they can't do anything different. And they're, I don't know, almost zombie-like potentially. You know, there's a, there's a third option there that we don't always understand or notice. And we sort of sometimes misread that as people being, you know, not productive or, or not participating or, or whatever. And actually some of this stuff could just be going on behind the scenes for people and we just don't realise it because they're different to, to us and how we cope with these scenarios. Yeah, so really understanding where people are and where they're coming from and mm. I suppose walking is that old walking a mile in their mm. shoes will, will really help, won't yes. it? Yeah, exactly. Should we use this as an opportunity to do things differently moving forward? There's always these plans or evolutions of things. This feels to me like it's one of those revolutionary events where there's a real opportunity to people talking about pivoting and doing things radically different. So what's your view on kind of doing things differently moving forward yeah well I've just done a a podcast um, sort of discussion actually with a couple of colleagues and we were talking about the positives that um, have come out of the last three months for us and and the sort of macro level that I talked about was feeling like it's almost like a I couldn't remember the the grammatical term I think it's a semicolon was what I was going for (laughs) in in the (laughs) world you know that that it has forced us to stop and think and and that's globally you know that's not just individually or in your family or in your local environment or in your business or in your country you know it's the whole world has had to you know reassess and and think what do we do next and I just hope that we take that opportunity at all levels to do that and and it doesn't just go back to normal you know um uh, I mentioned my husband his his company already have decided that they're not going to open all of their offices in future they will be getting them to work from home for a, a big proportion of their time quite radical for them but you know they have decided to do that because of the sort of experiences that they've had and and obviously the strategies that they're thinking about you know people like twitter have said that it's up to them when they open their offices so that they're available for people but they've actually said it's up to their people when or if even those people come back to the offices so they've they've actually said you know moving forwards we some people might never come back they they might decide to work from home you know for the rest of their career with twitter and uh, so that, you know, companies like that are really 
thinking about doing things differently. And then there's others you hear about where they're just desperate to get people back into their office to go back to how it was before. And, you know, I don't think the world is ever going to be how how it was before, really. And to, to assume that it is and try and, you know, replicate what was, I think is, you know, it's not very enlightened and all those other things, but actually I think it'll be damaging for some organisations because it, it just won't work. So, yeah, I think great opportunity to do things differently and each of us needs to think about what that looks like for ourselves. For me, there's challenges that we probably haven't consciously even considered yet. So the whole Twitter thing, I admire it's a brilliant statement i'll be really interested in 6 12 18 months to see how that plays yeah. out because you can't with distance you can't replicate that getting in a room with people no no there, there is there is that whole reading someone's body language physically being in the same room room as people and making sure everybody is focused or you've got all the, the social stuff that goes on behind the scenes there yeah. it'd be interesting to see how they manage those or if they put in ad hoc events to physically bring people to locations because yes. we could just move some social issues and psychological issues somewhere yeah. else you don't know in a, a flexible world when people start working and work I personally when I'm working from home probably do a lot more work because I find it more difficult to switch off yeah. than I do if I'm in an office mm-hmm. and that, that's just me personally I'm sure some people find it difficult to switch on rather than switch mm-hmm. off there may be a a whole bunch of stuff that we've just not consciously had to think about yet or don't even understand that is driven by some of these new ways of working and, and flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. Which will, which will be interesting to see how it comes through because we kind of don't know what we don't know. No, no. I mean, you know, sense. that's a debate that we keep having in our house because, as I say, my husband doesn't really want to be working from home and will be, and is currently, and sort of quoting – he was talking the other day about, oh, you know, when we have an a, a agile thing, you know, in IT – maybe that that meeting that planning meeting will need to be face to face and of course I was quoting people like the company that owns Todoist and various other tech companies who have always been global and they've got people around the world and they like you say they meet once or twice a year for a week where they build relationships I guess better than they have done in the past and all that sort of stuff but other than that they do all work remotely they do agile you know they have these daily stand-ups and all that sort of stuff but they're doing that from their individual houses so I keep saying well people have done it and do do it and it does work but I think because we're still in sort of crisis mode you know we're not working from home in a real real normal situation we're well it is real (laughs) but it's not normal where it's almost like we're we're making it up as we go along and we're not looking at the best examples of where it does work because we haven't got the bandwidth to do that at the moment we're we're having to make do with the best we can do in the circumstances so it'd be interesting to see you know whether people do really dig in and 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 look at what does work and has worked elsewhere already to you know take the learnings from that and and do things to to get over some of those issues or whether it'll just be you know in the too hard box and we'll we will go back to normal in lots of cases and I think this this time shown us that if you've got the will and you can cut out some of the red tape, you can get stuff done that has been on your to-do list for ages in the too hard box. Examples of, you know, companies spinning up click and collect or home delivery in two days. Yeah. yeah. It shows that it's not through the knowledge of people and through the will or the skill of people. It's through potentially all the senior levels that need to have a decision or a say in it. And when you take that out of the way, mm-hmm. Because like you say, you're in the more panic or reactive mode. It gets yes. done. 
from a productivity point of view, it's we probably certain businesses and individuals have probably been the most productive they've ever been because of the whole, how do I get it to work? What do I need to do to make it safe? And then all the, the constantly shifting legislation and criteria that's that's around it for all the right reasons adapted quickly and there's no because it's so quick you can't almost worry about if things go wrong you've got to fix it and move on so that whole cycle of in certain cultures in organizations if you get it wrong it's more of a a witch hunt rather than what we've learned from it let's not do it again seems to have disappeared for this period yeah i was gonna say the challenge will be how do you stop that happening moving forwards because you know this is as you say yeah it's sort of crisis mode it's it's because we have to it'd be interesting as things settle down to see whether that stuff naturally does come back in because you can't keep operating on sort of adrenaline and and you know needing to have done it yesterday we know that people will crash people will burn out there'll be those issues so in the process of stopping all of that urgency you know will it end up as you say going back to sort of witch hunts and and five levels of sign off on on things because we can again it's interesting to think isn't it yeah i hope not i hope there's a happy medium of getting stuff done learning from taking the positives out of things that don't work and then moving on to the next thing so try 10 five work brilliant five don't learn from it move on to the next Mm. 10 I, I think that's all relative to culture, is, is my view. I think the, the culture drives that and the, the senior leadership. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And some of the, the variables as well will be the companies that survive are the ones that have had to do that and have done it and done that well. And so building on that shouldn't be so so sort of unusual to be thinking about doing because clearly it worked um and where it where it hasn't worked i guess those companies won't be around anymore anyway so will we have a whole whole raft of more agile companies because they're the ones that have survived sort of thing hope so as a consumer as a customer that only makes it better because you'll see innovation you'll see product you'll see all sorts of stuff that hopefully keeps you interested in buying come to the forefront so uh, yeah i'd i'd vote for that yep, <laughs> And within that, you, your kind of final consideration that, that you've noted down was about being kind to ourselves and each other. So again, it'd be interesting to hear your build on that. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that goes back to the treating people as individuals piece. As I said, I've said already that, you know, the working from home, the working in this environment thing has been, it's not just working from home, it's working from home during a crisis. So, you know, the, it, it's been a, a very specific type of of environment to have, have been in expectations for people have been lowered I guess, I guess because of that I think we you know we need to keep thinking about that as we come out of this and you know it's not looking like it's going to be a, a quick come out anyway does it so um making sure that we look after ourselves and we ensure other people are looking after themselves and going back to what you're saying about you know what will companies like Twitter end up like in the future, you know, will they come up against issues and change the policy and, and so on? Part of the whole thing about sort of being kind to ourselves and other other people is is so that we have got the time to, you know, sort of recover, if you like, to, to come out of this, to do things differently. But going back to the treating people as individuals, making sure that that's everyone covered, because it's really, it's easier in an environment, office environment, where you can see everyone and you can see Peter in the corners looking not good, you know, looks a bit scruffy, looks quite 
sort of down and perhaps lose weight, is losing weight or whatever, you can see that more easily in a real environment than you can in the online world. And I do wonder whether we've got quite high expectations of people to get through this process and whether we just need to be extra aware of, you know, those individuals that wouldn't obviously come forward and tell us that there's an issue. How do we, you know, how do we find that out? So a real, you know, well-being is what is top of the agenda for so many companies through this this period. And, and I think, you know, that that individual piece in with that as well um, is, is so key. But I just think for individuals as well, you know, for ourselves, we you've said, I know that when I work from home, I don't stop. So, you know, it's about you knowing that and trying to work out strategies to stop yourself <laughs> rather than just letting it happen because it's not sustainable in the long term, is that? No, absolutely. And you, you find ways around it, don't you? So for me, it's kind of walking the dog. So if I'm hooked to my laptop, I have to physically get out of the house. Otherwise, I'll get kind of this tractor beam drawn back in or go and do some cooking or something. So it's getting out of the getting out of the room, I suppose, and understanding that potentially my my timelines or pressures aren't necessarily anybody else's. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a real learning curve, isn't it, in terms of how all that fits together and, and what it looks like in the future. Mm. And I think because all the media and all the focus is on the here and now and it's in with talking in you know short-term weeks about what things will happen yeah I'm conscious that again 6 12 18 months down the line we may see different symptoms and side effects of people recovering from some of the situations they've been in which nobody's really talking about at the moment it's all when 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 for short-termism socially economically all those different buckets you want to put it in there could be some some real challenges that lie ahead that again we've just not consciously had to think about because it it feels too far away everything's just short yes no I agree I was I was reflecting the other day that in our environment you know we've got a a 13 year old daughter who has a, a ton of activities I'm in various choirs my husband's a sailor um we normally have a really hectic calendar and of course none of that is happening at the moment but I'm still working a lot and obviously my husband's still working from home it feels like I haven't got very much time even though (laughs) all of those things that we normally do driving Ellie around and all that sort of stuff is is all gone and I was reflecting thinking you know as this changes and these things start to happen am I going to be saying oh I don't think I'll go back to that oh I don't think I'll do that because I haven't really got time and I'm thinking well I had time before and I should have lots of time but it doesn't feel like I have and so I was wondering you know what will some people are just desperate. You know, my husband is desperate to go sailing. He will definitely be back out sailing as soon as he can. I'm sort of almost sitting there thinking, oh, will I ever leave the house again? <laughs> Which is not healthy, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm I'm the same, actually. There's some, we were talking about the other day, there's some stuff that you don't miss. Mm. Yeah, I, consciously, some of it I couldn't even name, I probably don't miss it. There's some stuff you really miss. So for me, it's football, clearly like everybody seeing family and, and friends, and coaching, I do some football coaching, so coaching the, the kids and the, the team because, you know, you've grown up with them, they've grown up with you. It's a really good bond and interaction. Nice to get out, especially at, at this time mm. of year. There's a, there's other stuff. Actually, going walking down the high street, I've not actually missed it, if I'm really mm. honest, because I can, I can get it all online. Yeah. It's nice to go for a browse and a wander around on a nice day, but have I really, really ever sat there and thought, oh, I wish I was walking down the, the high street now? Probably no. not. Traveling's a big one, which again we kind of touched on, so it'd be interesting to see where that comes back to. Yeah. 
So uh, I think the travel thing is really interesting. We were talking the other day about, you know, public transport and needing to wear masks and that sort of thing. And I just kept going, well, we're not going on public transport, are we? You know, and, and you know, uh, to be fair, it's sort of trains and planes, I suppose, that we would ordinarily use. And I, I can't see me flying anywhere for the next I don't know how long. Trains, I go a lot on business on trains. I can't see myself wanting to do that at all for a very long time. And in which case it needs to be online. And that's probably possible. So, you know, some of those things we can say no to but I suppose at some stage there will be that you know that million million dollar question I think I was telling you before we started about uh, a colleague who'd been talking to somebody about doing a project and they were going to do it in sort of partnership and she said oh you know I'll need to get you a mask and she's going what (laughs) she said oh because we're going to meet the chief executive in in their garden and and you know talk about the this and it's a global company they were talking about working with and she was a bit unsure. And then she said, oh, you know, we'll um, need you to fly to America for two weeks. And then she was really unsure, but she really wanted to do the work. So she went away to think about it. And she spent a good couple of days sort of agonizing. And in the end, went back and said, look, I'll do anything you like online through Zoom and everything else. But, you know, in the foreseeable future, I'm not going to be traveling to another country, um, least of all America, probably. And, you know, I, I don't even want to go and do the sitting in the garden thing. You know, we can do it through technology. And the the woman just went, yeah, okay. <laughs> and my friend was a bit like, well, why did I spend all these days worrying about it when apparently it wasn't a deal breaker anyway? And yet the person had just started the conversation like they would have done six months ago, assuming that this was, you know, going to, to happen. And it wasn't a problem in the end. So, you know, I, I wonder how much of this will get back to normal because people just will think we have to do it and people will say yes, even though they don't want to. And then some of these things will just continue because nobody's sort of put their hand up and said, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. We use lots of hotels for our analysts and ourselves when we're away. And that's probably my biggest thing at the moment is travel can kind of get me around hotels is a whole different mm. ball game, especially in terms of hygiene and cleanliness. We'll, we'll see it. it. There's going to have to be some sense of of doing things like that because the world will will stop turning to a degree depending on what job you do but yeah really interesting to see how it and it's that decider between i could but i don't have to you know i i I could but i don't want to and and it'll be interesting to see you know where those bits meet and you have to then make a decision to do something i think and, and and like we said everyone will be doing this differently and individually and there'll be expectations that don't fit with your own perspectives and and you know how we navigate our way into whatever this new normal will look like on an individual basis is is going to be really interesting to see yeah i agree and all the stuff we don't even consciously consider at the moment the the stuff that will catch us out Mm. i'm sure yeah it's been fascinating to chat joe i've really enjoyed that and i think some really good points for people to reflect on if people want to get in touch with you to have a further conversation where's the best place for them to find you counterpointmatters.com I don't give that one out I don't even know what it is I think it's a dot com but uh, just google Joe Dodds and you'll find me (laughs) and and you're on LinkedIn as well if not yeah perfect so final question for everybody that comes on is what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given uh-huh. I was on a podcast recently and, and had sort of reflected on this and thought it doesn't it doesn't show me in a good light. But one of, <laughs> one of my Go team on many years ago said to me that if I spent as much time doing my work as I did organising myself and did it in in as such a good way, then I'd be even better. 
<laughs> as in I'm really good at organizing myself but it's a really good way of procrastinating and not actually doing any of the work and uh, she did she was my subordinate <laughs> and uh, that did pull me up quite uh, quite short and I have remembered that ever since and she's still a good friend and I do value <laughs> the fact that she made that point to me so yeah I need to uh, or everyone needs to spend time doing things that are really important rather than planning to work out what those important things are it's um well feedback's a gift and clearly you, you took it on board which is good <laughs> yeah you can you can spend a, a lot of time making the plans look pretty and and everything around it can't you it's then the, the actual physically getting on and doing yeah. it <laughs> brilliant well, it's been a pleasure to catch you up really appreciate you coming on joe thanks care. for inviting me simon thank you <laughs>